Hello, today I'm back at it with something special. I had the wonderful opportunity to attend the grand opening of the Oracle Industry Innovation Lab. And in a prior episode, I um, had the chance to chat with the one and only Sam Path, who is the Chief Revenue Officer over at Verizon. And uh, this time around, speaking with somebody special. Now, before I dive into that, um, I, this lab, I got to say, had the hands-on experiences with this latest technology that's really impacting multiple industries. And think about this, the evolution of such things as industrial IoT, 5G, drones, AI, data modeling, autonomous vehicles, digital twins. These are all unlocking new innovations. Further, we're experiencing a different way to work, overcome problems, address challenges, be safe, and collaborate more efficiently. Now, while this technology is amazing, Oracle realized that people need to physically experience the real-world impacts of the technology. Now, why is that? Well, because technology is driving rapid change throughout work processes, the Oracle Innovation Lab is specifically designed to really help people learn, experiment, and stay on the leading edge of what's going on. Further, Oracle's continued focus on industry-specific solutions and great outcomes for their customers will be something that they dive into during their keynote segment at the Cloudboards Expo happening in June. Hey, and side note, for more details, head over to cloudboardsexpo.com to learn more. Now, to help me understand the bigger picture and the impact that this innovation lab is having, I am joined by Bertrand Coplanoli. He's the Vice President, Innovation uh, for Oracle Industry Lab, and we'll discuss why Oracle invested in these hands-on experiences, their feedback from customers, examples of some real-world outcomes, and what's next for the Innovation Lab. So stay tuned. All right, Berkman, thank you so much for joining me. Hey. Pleasure to be chatting with you. and. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me to the uh, Oracle Innovation Lab. It's uh, it's been quite the experience so far. I got to tell you that, and I really have enjoyed it. And uh, uh, we'll love to kind of dive into uh, a few things with you and conversation today. But uh, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and about kind of your role here at Oracle, kick things off here. Absolutely. So I joined Oracle a little over four years ago. Mm -hmm. I joined from the industry. So mm -hmm. I was in the construction engineering industry for almost 17 years. I worked for a single company that long mm -hmm. time and made a career change, switched from the industry into tech. Mm. And Oracle has a business unit which focuses on just construction engineering. Some of the audience might know, like our number one scheduling product in the world is Oracle's, it's called Primavera. Mm -hmm. So they have multiple products that run that. So my role four and a half years ago is to run the innovation. And the idea of the lab came about within six months of working you know mm -hmm. most things happen in the first six months right right and it was like well if we're going to really truly innovate and we're going to do it with industries we physically have to do these things mm -hmm. and the idea was hey we should probably build a construction site and simulate these use cases and the problems that customers has and actually mm -hmm. try to solve them yeah because it's one thing to conceptualize something in your mind and and or even digitally see it you know some video playing but that to really see it hands-on in a familiar environment, someone in a familiar environment uh, is, is another thing altogether. 
and getting hands-on um, aspect with that, which I've, I've really appreciated being here, seeing that um, hands-on aspect. And uh, you, you, it sounds like you, you know the origination of this was and what prompted this was that that reality. It's just the real-world reality of getting customers uh, in here to really get that hands-on aspect, ask questions, kind of envision the potential is what I'm, I'm seeing. Is Absolutely. That, also, in industry space, mm -hmm. it's really hard to try things sometimes because you are mm -hmm. running operations, you are you're generating revenue, you have operations. It's really hard to stop things or try new things. So the intent here was, can we create a simulated environment? In the first case, it was construction. Can we create a simulated environment and actually try these use cases? And what we learned from that is, what we can implement and, and actually solve when you scale it to multiple locations, it solves almost 80% of the issues that you would mm -hmm. have before you deploy it. Having a test bed mm -hmm. proved its value. Mm -hmm. So it's basically paying off with, <clears throat> with the customers, <clears throat> excuse me, of seeing the, um, ooh, I'm gonna have to pause for a second. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> yeah, because, um, bringing those things to life i think is really important because like i mentioned it's hard to visualize but when you get the hands on and then also translating that into seeing that wow there is a real time to value by implementing something like this in a real world setting um and seeing those outcomes really uh, before your eyes basically of how that can work um i've got to ask too was this were you getting feedback from customers as far as their or wanting something like this, a broader experience. I think you had some humble beginnings with the Innovation Lab originally. Yes, so it started as a uh, small construction site. Mm -hmm. And if you looked at it from far, it actually didn't even look that exciting. Right. For this audience, it was a trailer, double white trailer, right. a fence and a steel structure. Mm -hmm. But it was all about what problems we were solving. So throughout this, it even, you know, we're Oracle, so we have high expectations. Mm -hmm. Even it exceeded our expectations in the first 18 months of operations, we had over 2,000 engagements. Mm. And we had people who came from Australia, New Zealand, China, other parts of the world, Europe, and come here and spend a couple of days with us. Mm. So that was really impactful. Also, the one another aspect of the lab is the ecosystem that we built. We would never be able to achieve this without partners. Mm -hmm. And building that ecosystem, getting them participate in these use cases, working with customers has been a tremendous value. Throughout that journey, we <laughs> proved the value of, in some ways, that small construction site was our little test bed, minimum right. viable product. Right. So we proved the value. So we end up actually building the building currently in place today, which mm -hmm. is the building open today, um, and looks like a hangar. You've seen yeah. it. it mm -hmm. It's big space, open space. It's three-story tall, 30,000 square feet facility as a test bed. And we also ex moved it beyond construction. Mm -hmm. So you've seen some of these. We actually have construction, energy and water use cases. We have manufacturing mm -hmm. and all these industries and communication, all mm -hmm. those are actually working together. Another aspect of this is, I know because you look at multiple industries, is mm -hmm. we're actually having industries learn from each other, the cross-industry experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we found, too, that, that there's that gray line of, of crossover between things. I mean, think about from supply chains to logistics. You yeah. know, there's a lot of industries that de depend on that supply chain for 
multiple different reasons, you know, retail to healthcare to manufacturing yeah. for the raw goods and materials or medicines and things like that. But so having that interaction of the partner ecosystem with each other yes. at, a, at a site like this um, and how the data from one of those um, partners can help uh, enrich the data from another partner and feed into the Oracle platform to really give yep. customers what they're looking for. And we uh, we have exact examples of what you described. So mm -hmm. like one of the use cases that uh, you, we were able to see at the lab is mm -hmm. we have a partner, Skydio, which has an indoor autonomous drone. It, it comes, takes off from a pedestal, it goes to a location. It can actually, in that location, it takes an image and it's mm -hmm. doing it autonomously. You can say 1103, take off and do this. Mm -hmm. And that image goes to cloud, and then Oracle Vision Services counts the number of pipes and it registers to a registry. Now, mm -hmm. this is a, in some ways you will look and say, that's a simple use case. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the details of this, A, doing fully autonomous operations, mm -hmm. being able to schedule it, B, automatically counting it and registering it for inventory management. And, and this is not just for mm -hmm. manufacturing, right? You could apply this to construction. Mm -hmm. You could apply this to other industries which actually need to, count objects it could be in a warehouse like well, you could I, a lot of drones fly now in indoors mm -hmm. in warehouse and, and we were even chatting about the, the concept of if you're doing a flyover of the site you can even make sure that uh, on-site equipment is still there or yes. has it left because it's needed elsewhere and it's coming back to make sure validate or it is walked it away yeah it walked away yeah we were talking about i was talking to milwaukee yes um uh, folks and they were talking about to you know they set up that fence basically a digital fence around uh the the uh the tools that they're yes. using to make sure that they're only used within that facility or that location and they didn't walk away yes <laughs> unbeknownst or maybe they were taken yes. by mistake because they thought oh this is good for another job yes and they shouldn't have been uh, taken i believe you said earlier you did um try to torque right mm -hmm. yes so when i look at that example so it's it's a connected tool it's a torque mm -hmm. it actually measures exactly the amount of force it used. Mm -hmm. But if you go back 20, 30 years ago, I remember uh, 20 years ago, actually not 30, 20 years ago reading that, hey, airplane manufacturers use these specific torques because it needs to be in a certain level because you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're building a plane and right. so, oh, that is 20 years old, mm -hmm. right? What we're talking about measuring the tool strength and torque, but industries, it takes time for them to recognize certain things mm -hmm. and and kick, adapt them. So this is a good example of something that's been out there for a long time right. that is being used in different industries, but it's finally making its way into this example construction. Well, and what was great about that is now you can capture data points off of that yes. too, because so you can show, you can validate basically yes. that all these bolts, for example, are at that work, you know, basically yes. for inspection purposes. Yes. For and I'll give you a scenario. So look, mm -hmm. uh, for your audience, like, especially on the cloud, why are we doing this, right? The reality is we're a cloud company, you know, we have applications. We also have industry solutions, you know, mm -hmm. that, that tie to that. The, the reality is for us to actually um, work with customers and co-innovate, a, we physically have to do these. Mm -hmm. B, we are really working towards being the custodian of that data, right? Mm -hmm. Whether what do you do with it, whether you do machine learning, AI, other other things that you can use with it, but physically trying them and testing and validating is step one. So when you are here today, what you're mm -hmm. doing is we're giving you a snapshot in time and saying, here's 
19 use cases from mm -hmm. different problems right. and you're seeing where they are today. So when you come back in three months, we might show you a different 19 mm -hmm. or some of these 10 might look different because they mm -hmm. evolve. And right. the only way to evolve this is continue working with customers. They come um, virtually or physically, we mm -hmm. engage with them, we walk them through what we're working on. They actually provide real input. Mm -hmm. And well, I like to, uh, I was chatting with the, the folks at um, ClearSight. Yes. Um, and we were talking through uh, about the data they capture from the drone to inspect like uh, polls, for example, in the yes. residential district for uh, quality assurance, for, yeah. if they need to replace it, repair it, what have you. But then we were talking about how that can feed back into the oral system to auto-generate work orders or field yep. uh, push over to the field service area uh, to auto-dispatch, for example, the right technician with the right resources yep. and assets needed to do that job. Yep. Um, so we were talking about that data and, and then how that surfaces up into the Oracle Analytics. Yes. And uh, I had asked about how that can even impact um, cross-stream to the type of suppliers that you work with yes. if you have high failure rates in certain equipment uh, from certain suppliers, then now uh, may grade them differently than another supplier. So yes. that data all has a purpose and it's wrangling that data together. As we as we mentioned earlier, all those data points that are captured were washed in data, but wrangling it together to make sense of it, contextual sense of it, and then drive those decisions and, is the key point. And look, audience, your audience knows this mm -hmm. too. It's, we are only gonna continue getting more and more data. Mm -hmm. Like we also announced today, a partnership with Verizon, with 5G, that's going to enable a lot more data collection and being able yeah. to stream to cloud, you know, low latency, fast speed, all the benefits that you get out of it. Every single day, I think we create much more data than we did, <laughs> you know, a few days prior. Right. It's only getting more and more. The other challenge becomes, especially industrial use cases, what data is meaningful is is this the you know right first of all is it the right data is it meaningful mm -hmm. how would it make sense out of it and without understanding the industry itself mm -hmm. it's very difficult and complicated to make sense out of it also industry data is mostly very siloed mm -hmm. that's another issue with mm -hmm. industries is they live in their silos and if you look at individual companies even the large corporations what they have is valuable, but to make sense out of the whole, um, like to make sense out of something in the big scale, mm -hmm. what they each individual company has is not enough. Mm -hmm. Because you need to have so much more data to make sense out of what you know outcomes you want. Yeah, and it's that, well, it's the contextualization of the data, but it's the combination of the data like you're talking about from those uh, industries willing to share relevant information obviously out of not private data PII, yes. PHI, you know still yep. data privacy uh is in place but contextual information that can where that gray area existed like i talked about a moment ago where there's that handoff of yes. things to really help at the end of the day i, I think you touched on it earlier about the customer and the customer's customer yes. impact Yes. Uh, where you think can see the value and the, the customer sees the value they pass along. Um, so I think that really plays into the purpose of this whole innovation lab here and uh, and a lot of the outcomes. Um, and you meant, you touched on this and I, I think you got to <laughs> jump ahead of me, but it was one of my questions I was going to ask with the ever evolving nature of technology, obviously. Yes. Uh, it, 
Oracle's, I'm sure, has plans for evolving the innovation lab experiences, you know, yep. not only with the industries, but the technologies brought in to accompany those Correct. experiences. So um, is there other ideas in the future that you can share? Yes, about sure. So we are actually, um, uh, we did a press release today. So we opened the lab in Chicago. Um, we are building another one in England. Okay. And that is focused on mobility, sustainability, Mm. And um, there are some press release, there are some uh, announcements about this. We did actually announce it at the COP26 UN conference mm -hmm. in October. And if if I can, can picture this, it's a train station. Mm -hmm. There's a train, there are roads, there's a construction site, there is food and beverage kiosks, there is hospitality built into mm -hmm. it. So we are actually creating a little, like a little town center and we're fully simulating how a transportation works mm. from an autonomous vehicle taking you to the train station. And that train doesn't have to be a train. It could be an airplane. It could be a spaceship taking you to Mars. The mm. whole concept mm -hmm. is um, we. how do we tie those multiple industries together? So we're mm. under construction. Mm -hmm. We're going to open later this year. And what we're looking at is if you look at the product lines, you know, rather than like Oracle Hospitality has reservation systems and all this stuff, mm -hmm. Oracle Food and Beverage has, you know, food and, and uh, you know, applications that ties to that. Construction engineering builds it. Mm -hmm. um, communication provides connectivity to you. Mm -hmm. So even if we just take these four, we're actually putting all four in one test bed. Mm -hmm. So that's what okay. we're doing next. So lab is continuously evolving. The, the concept here is how can we solve the problems of those malls uh, in the multiple, but actually this is the first time we're purposefully building the space for it. Mm. In Chicago, we have a big hangar space mm -hmm. where you can do whatever you want inside. Mm -hmm. The only purpose we'll build is we actually build a smart condo apartment in it with all okay. the appliances and all right. that. But the red Reading, it's in Reading. So mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, suburbs of London. That lab is outside in a parking lot. And okay. we did even acquire a train car. Oh, okay. So we acquired yeah. a train car. So someone would wonder, why would Oracle buy a train car? Right. So we actually acquired it and we are refurbishing it. It's mm -hmm. like, I think it's 20 years old train car, <laughs> but we are building inside is the future of transportation. Mm. Well, and I'm even thinking, taking that a bit further as an experience for somebody in the real world, coming to that, a town center like that, the experiencing the food and beverage, local businesses and, and the like at say a train station, there's that concept of identifying who the customer is even ahead of time. Absolutely. So you can have that experiential, personalized experience basically of, you know, when you walk up, you well, know, autonomous hey. vehicle is gonna drive you. Yeah. So it's gonna, the license plate is gonna recognize. So there's all those use mm -hmm. cases, but just to clarify to the audience, this is not a demo center. Mm. Do we do demonstrations? Yes. But the concept is you come to us, you bring your problems, number mm -hmm. one. Number two, then we look and say, what's the business process? What's the technology needed? Mm -hmm. What are the skills that's needed to solve this? Third step, mm -hmm. what Oracle Tech can solve this? What are the gaps? And then sometimes we go out to and actually find those partners who can fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Next step, number four, we actually then do it. We integrate, we work on the use case, then we prototype, test, is this working? And eventually it turns into two things. It turns into an experience where mm -hmm. like 
someone like you can come and actually go, go through the whole thing hands-on mm-hmm. or and we can go to market with mm-hmm. so the what you have seen today with the tools those tools are actually connected to Oracle cloud those applications like you see robot dog with mm-hmm. the scanner they are currently commercially available mm-hmm. it happened because we brought them together we tested them what i if you look in the market and i've been to these spaces so mm-hmm. our competition has these spaces and they do great demonstrations they show you what's coming in five years what's coming in 10 years but we start from what's the problem today purposefully mm. physically built infrastructure for it mm. mm-hmm. then actually solve the problems then bring that to market mm-hmm. it's not the tech looking for a problem to solve it's the problem is looking for, basically it starts from the problem first now mm-hmm. everyone talks about this right physically doing that's what we're doing we're actually physically doing it mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's what I, I was it's that whole experiential thing because uh, back to if you think back through what happened in the pandemic a lot of things a lot of people work from home and the experiences they have were their personal experiences outside of a corporate setting outside of the office and so their expectations shifted of what they want mm-hmm. from when they went back and experienced things in an office or still working from home yes but uh, they're taking that personal experience with them so when i was men- mentioning about that train experience is that personalized you, they know who you are if you yeah. walk up they have hey you know they know what you like you know as far as they can re- make recommendations to not you only that what happens that? when you leave the train you mm-hmm. need to get your groceries will the groceries will dr- mm-hmm. deliver to the train station like all these things mm-hmm. now we are we i can't name them right now but right. we are working with some partners which have solutions which brings your groceries to your home with robotic products so we are mm-hmm. partnering with all this uh we are going to finish the construction of the site, the test bed, then we're going to bring those partners in. Another angle to this is, well, a lot of people say, okay, here's my product. That's what it does. We just then tell them, come and show it to me. Mm-hmm. Because there are several cases where people say, this is what it does. Mm-hmm. In reality, in the physical world, it actually doesn't really deliver yeah. the outcome mm-hmm. that you want. So there's been cases where we see if these things work or not. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other thing on that is, is it practical? It's one thing to see it in a sort of a test lab environment or something. Yes. Not meaning the one here. I'm talking about just a general tech yeah. lab environment versus taking it out to a real construction site, for example. Yes. Does it work? Well, I, if I bang my head, if I drop it, you know, can it be roughed up? Can it still work and operate? Those real world well, scenarios. I have a good story for you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good story for you and yeah. the audience. Yeah. Pop rough duct tape. Let's start with this. So when we build the first site, mm-hmm. um, again, a trailer, a steel structure, and a fence. And we had these RFID readers. Mm. One day I realized the the superintendent under construction, he actually used duct tape to tape them. Mm-hmm. So the following 18 months, we actually hit polar vortex. So it was minus 30 yeah. Fahrenheit. And we had almost... 100 110 fahrenheit and those rfid tags did not fall off so time to time when people ask me what's the most interesting innovation i say the power of duct tape we all know this right (laughs) yeah but so innovation doesn't have to come from Mm -hmm. something super complicated or sophisticated Mm -hmm. innovation happens every time everywhere right Mm -hmm. it's about capturing it and actually making use out of it Mm -hmm. and and at the end of the day, it's that 
Well, is that real world, real world data, not the digital data, but the real yes. world data from observation of what happened? Well, that date wasn't there. RFID tech will not stay on it. If yeah. it's not staying on it, I'm not collecting my data. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So exactly. If, if you follow that logic, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't. And I think people do overcomplicate things when they're trying to look for a solution to something. When yes. they cut through, quite often, um, I'll say, you know, we need to cut through the BS to get down to the real world. This is what it can do. The tech. Okay, great. Yep. But how does this help me in my role or my industry? Yes. Or, and what are the outcomes that I need to have? Uh, I think this is what differentiates this lab from mm -hmm. others around, you know, others and also what, you know, uh, are out there actually trying to achieve mm -hmm. is um, putting the problem first, not putting the tech first. Mm -hmm. And then trying to fit the problem into the, with the tech yes. versus the other way Which around. Which is a yeah. very common thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, as we're winding things down and, and we're talking about this in the backdrop of you know, the growth of industry, cloud investments that a lot you know, are, are putting into, especially Oracle. And, and uh, I was wondering if there's, I always like to have the listeners with a couple of takeaways and challenges to think yep. about, you know, uh, not so much as a, it's almost like an open-ended question for them to consider yep. type of thing. Um, and uh, what should CXOs be really evaluating in industry solutions? I mean, not all industry cloud solutions are made the same. And we yep. talked about that gray area. Yeah, there needs to be that collaborative effort. But uh, with all that in the backdrop and in, in mind, what should CXOs really be focusing on? I, I, I say, listen to your end users who are the industry professionals who are using those tools. Hmm. Because they're the ones who's going to use it. And I have my past life before Oracle, I've, I've done tech deployments within mm -hmm. the company. And there are certain things, if those applications save them time and make their lives better. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say money, I just said saves them time and makes their lives better. Mm -hmm. Your adoption of those technologies will be way faster than anything else. Something could be saving that organization a lot of money, mm -hmm. but if it's gonna take them longer time to do it, if it's not making their operations safer, mm -hmm. right? There's going to be a huge pushback. So my suggestion is listen to end user. Again, going back to the lab mm -hmm. concept, listen to end user, figure out what they need, and then try to find it. Because you, you had a great point on the end user adoption. If there's a high level of frustration, at the end of the day, if you think about it, you're you can have employees leaving, go somewhere else because I'm frustrated by yes. working here and, with these tools. And I will and give you a reverse. Yeah. So I have seen examples in my career where corporation has rules and you know you can't have these things on my network. You have to do mm. these applications, blah, blah. All, all that great process and protocols governance. And I've seen, I have seen few stories where people just went and did it. Mm -hmm. Those applications work so well and it goes like wildfire in the in the corporation mm -hmm. to the place that the corporation has to recognize that application and actually has to adopt it because everyone loves it. Mm -hmm. Now, for this audience, right, we all want that. Right? We all want an application that's helping you every single day. You can go mm -hmm. home on time and actually sleep well at night. That's what we're looking for. Whether right. you're in healthcare, you're in manufacturing, you're in construction, whatever industry you're in, in retail, mm -hmm. we want to be able to predict the outcomes mm -hmm. and be able to go home and sleep at night. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's a great note to uh, kind of end on here for uh, our discussion. But Bertrand, thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you. Thanks for the it's been a pleasure and been an, a true pleasure with the experiences going on here at the Oracle Industry Lab. Thank, thank you. you.